Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers. Our premium stroller and crib rentals are delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando area resort. It couldn't be easier. Book yours at KingdomStrollers.com. And Mouse Pros. Let our travel specialists plan your next vacation. Our concierge level service gives you the perfect hassle-free vacation. Get your free quote from Sean or any of our magical agents at MousePros.com. And now, it's show time! Your attention, please. One show for you to see. One for you and everyone. Oh, look at all the people. Pay attention, it's show time. I am always ready, as you say, to put on the show. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Aloha. Come to the Tiki Room. Get your expialidocious tickets right here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. This is episode 325 for the week of April 15th, 2020. It is tax day. The official tax day, but luckily for us in America, we're extended another three months because we're all sitting in our houses, drinking booze and eating a lot of food. So, <laughs> with that being said, uh, this week's episode, Keith is not here because he's got no internet at his house, and I don't think he's got power, and Matt has just disappeared. I think it's because he got a new dog. So I've brought on an old friend of the show, Brian Tessaroni. What's going on, Brian? Hey, what's going on? Nothing. Stuck in the house bored getting fat exactly there's nothing else to do <laughs> not at all so why is matt missing because he got a dog uh i don't know i just i i, I don't know i haven't heard from him in many hours so uh, uh. i'm thinking maybe he lost the dog or maybe his wife chopped his body up to feed the dog i'm not really sure Oh, makes sense. Could happen. It could happen. You never know. It's weird stories. I mean, you, you have to remember that people have been stuck in their house for about a month now. So, you know, people get stir crazy, go nuts, and it can You're gonna, You run out of food. You're going to need to get food somewhere. Exactly, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, it is what it is, and so I brought you on the show. We don't really have a topic per se to talk about, but um, I know that you had a trip that was coming up and I guess at this point uh, you're not going nope I was supposed to go from April 27th April 24th to April 27th um, I was going for Moonlight Magic at the Magic Kingdom but because of this whole quarantine I got an email that Moonlight Magic was cancelled my reservation still stands DVC has not cancelled my reservation yet but I'm sure that'll happen soon yeah, I'm sure it will. And I know that they're refunding everybody's points into the correct use here. So I've heard that if you had borrowed points, that it goes back into your account or you or you borrowed points to go back to that, that year's account, I heard. Um, I don't know how true it is because I have not borrowed any points to test. But uh, I mean, I... See, go ahead. See, like, I, I feel the same way. Like, my points expired June of this year. So see, if, most likely Disney's going to be closed until June. Right. You know, it's not going to open up. So I'm going to lose 20. Oh, yeah. It's only like 22 points. But then again, I rented out 100 points. And they're supposed to be going in May. And oh. where I rented them, rented them out from, they emailed me asking if I could work out something. And I told them, I said, my points, end in, um, you know, expire in June. 
So most likely, I'm going to lose 122 points because of this. Right. Wow, that's terrible. I'm yeah. sure they'll, I'm sure they're going to work with you so you don't lose those points. I don't think they want to see uh, you know people lose out on points. I think the biggest problem is going to be that uh, because there's going to be so much abundance of points for a month or two whatever the time frame is going to be is all those points have got to go somewhere this is going to make it harder you know later on in the year or next year to get a reservation somewhere yeah they were saying that they're trying not to let you move it over to the next year just because of that the inventory is so short and if they move everyone's points say if someone took 200 points they're going to move over to the next year that'll just keep growing and there's not going to be a lot of rooms I'm sure there has to be a limit you know, for the timeshare, you know, rules or something like that, that they can't have so many points in the same year. I'm guessing. Uh, I guess I I don't know how yeah. it really works, but I mean, it, it's you know, it's an interesting thought to to think like that, and and you know, it, it's just a, it's just a tough time frame. It's, I feel bad for those people who, you know, who don't get to go that often and mm-hmm. are affected by this. I feel bad. I mean, as as travel agents like Sharon and I, um, we have a lot of clients who had been planning things for a year or two, you know, with like multi generational families too that aren't able to go. Yeah, I agree. Um, I know a couple of people who had plenty of trips planned for the May, April, and you know they they have they're able to move it over possibly. I have a cruise also also planned in November. That should be okay, but I'm also hearing that it could start picking up again next year. But I mean next year um, after the summer. Right. But hopefully it doesn't. Yeah, I hope not. I, I, I would like to just see this as just like a one-time thing, but we don't know because we're still so early on. I mean, we're granted we're only a month into this thing, but there, I mean, there's no vaccine currently, um, and we don't know what the future holds because we don't know if it's something that they're going to be eradicate or get us a vaccine or, or what. I mean, you're so early on. It's not like it's September and we're not seeing any more cases, so I guess we're going to have to wait and find out. Yeah, there's a new article saying something about the, the governor in Florida saying that um, they don't really want to open it up and social distancing until a vaccination is actually released. And from my, what I read, they're not expecting a vaccination until next spring. So right. I doubt they're going to close everything for a full year because the economy will just, I can't imagine it even surviving. With Disney, I know that I was looking up the, the, main, the main profits, if it's... um their theme park and surprisingly it's only like a percentage of one or two percentages above their network profits so i mean they're not hurting but i'm pretty sure this whole thing isn't <laughs> isn't the best for them no i mean well they are hurting to a degree because you have to yeah. remember they're also paying some cast members too uh, i know they're starting to furlough more and more cast members now but um, it's still going to be a lot of people that they are going to be paying and it, it is, it is going to hurt the bottom line, and you're going to see costs go up to recoup this loss that they had. So, you know, maybe another 25, 50 cents on soda and hotel rooms will go up. So there'll be prices going up later on this year that will be directly related to this. Um, but, I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. There's already reports that food prices already went up. I did see that. I saw that. Uh, I don't know if it was Casey's or somewhere. The hot dog was a dollar more somewhere. Um, a couple things I had heard where prices were 50 cents a dollar higher than they were before. Uh, it's just kind of funny that they were raising prices and the park's not even open. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing to keep yourself 
with your Disney magic at home? Um, I go through spurs. So we, well, now uh, Sharon and I have been watching, and I brought it up last week, was the, the Disney weddings thing on Disney+. Plus. Okay. We started to watch that, and we're like, you know, how lucky these people are to get married in front of the castle, have a, a party right in front of the castle, or, or come down Main Street and have a ceremony. Like, that's one of those things that it, it's great to see stuff like that. Um, and it helps, you know. I listen to, uh, I'll listen to Disney music if I'm outside. I'll watch an eight. I won't just listen to that, but uh, I'll listen to that. Um, and then I'll watch YouTube videos. It's like if I'm working from home, uh, I'll either have a uh, a t- walking tour of like the Magic Kingdom going on in the background, or Epcot or something like that, or maybe I'll have the the room. Uh, the in-room video going with the music and park hours and things like that going um, on my little Alexa device while I'm working. What about you? I pretty much do the same thing. While I'm working at home, I have my Alexa going on a certain channel that plays nothing but Disney music, Disney park music, background music. And it's nice to hear like parade music, like Paint the Night or even like Wishes. But also, it's really nice to hear the background music, kind of like if you're walking through Tomorrowland and you hear the instrumentals of Creepy Beautiful Tomorrow, and just, it it really kind of calms me down to listen to that. Especially yeah, if I'm stressed out from work, just listening to like the, the background entrance music of Magic Kingdom is just amazing to me. <laughs> I know, I love, I love hearing it. I love just having it in the background, because I, I love the point where um, you know, it might just be playing in the background, and all of a sudden, it's just—it's particular notes of songs that you love so much that just, you know, jump into your ear, and you're like, "Oh, wow!" And, the, and right at that moment, you're hearing it, and you can actually picture yourself walking, you know, down Main Street or walking in Fantasyland or whatever it is. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do enjoy listening to music. I, I find myself listening to a lot more Disney music than any other music lately, just because I am missing like two trips coming up. Right. I'm planning a trip on, in July. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. But uh, being that I'm missing this April trip. And usually at the beginning of the year, I usually hit Flower and Garden. And this is the first year that I'm not. And I feel like I'm going through such withdrawal. <laughs> yeah, so Flower and Garden, I was there. We were there when it first opened. So I think it was only open for 10 to 12 days or something like that before the parks closed and I think we were there opening day but not in the park on opening day I don't I just don't I know we were there at that time frame but um I don't, for some reason like it felt a little scaled back this year as opposed to other years like I don't know if this I think I don't know if it's because I didn't come in from the front entrance of Epcot I think that maybe that's probably why I felt like that because we were staying at the boardwalk we just came in from uh you know the backside there, mm-hmm. so I just felt like it was a little bit let, not a, just a little little let down in some areas. And we, I didn't, I only had one thing to eat. We didn't even try a lot of food. Well, they usually, I guess they are. I'm, it's not like Christmas where it takes time to completely finish. So I usually go in the middle of a festival. I usually don't go at the beginning. I, I usually always miss the uh, the par, uh, the pass holder pins. Right. Is I usually go like three weeks in. So I know in, uh, when you go through, during Christmas, if you go towards the mid, the beginning, you don't see everything. Nothing is, is um, set up. So I right. think maybe Flower and Garden could be the same way. Could I don't be. know if they complete it. So, and I was thinking about that. Like how how long was Flower and Garden actually open? Was it a couple of weeks? Not even. Uh, it's about two months. Well, I'm talking about before they closed. Oh, it was about ten days. Ten, twelve days. 
there's so much merchandise. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I expect that to be available at Character Warehouse soon. Well, whenever it reopens. Right. Because what are they going to do with it? I, I don't know. I'm, you know? I mean, they should just, they should be having it on the website, just, just trying to sell it. Exactly. Yeah, sure. You know, it's, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I don't, you haven't been there since they started the construction on the front of the park, have you? The, the front of the park? Um, yeah, I, well, I went there in December. Oh, okay. So I did see a lot of construction, yes. But it's a big it's, wall around um, the, the entrance, and yeah, it's a lot well, of construction. The weirdest thing is, it's like uh, you now can. I, I don't, I'm going to assume it's going to stay like this, but now you can get from uh, Finding Nemo, you know, the Nemo ride, and get right to walk right to Spaceship Earth without going towards the middle of the park. It's just that entrance is now open. You go right through there, and that was kind of odd. Like the first time, like we're, we're over by Nemo. You know how often like there's nobody ever over in that spot and all of a sudden okay. we're walking over there and there and there's tons of people I'm like what is going on i'm like i've never seen this many people over here and that's when we realized that the walls were down the building was knocked down and you can walk right from nemo to spaceship earth now really huh yeah, yeah it's quite interesting it's a short walk too yeah the construction is really weird like go ahead and see so much being blocked off and Construction itself, at the beginning, when I, when I was first told about Disney, everyone told me, when they do construction, you don't see it. They block it off. It's like magic. No, that's how it used and, to be. And now, it's just like construction all over the place and just the walls. When I went last time, I, I was, um, where did I stay? I, I stayed at Polynesian. And the walkway to get, get there was just congested with construction. And it's really weird to see it. Yeah, I know. It's it's really odd when you, you you see all that construction going on, and it used to be that you couldn't see any of that, and then um, it just kind of... It, it does take away from the magic a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I did get to ride the Skyliner. I know you've been on the Skyliner, and uh, that is... it's It is a fascinating ride. I mean, and I call it a ride because it is an attraction to itself, but um, talking about, like, seeing things that you're not really supposed to see like you're seeing behind the curtain you know going back st- you see backstage of uh hollywood uh, of, not hollywood studios of um epcot a little bit ratatouille mm-hmm. that was interesting seeing the construction there because it was almost done at that point when i was there yeah i first went it was a week before they had that accident actually i was there when they had that accident i, I drove it a couple days beforehand i enjoyed it i felt it was kind of slow i think it was probably because it was just at the beginning so I want to do a whole like roundabout. I want to take the whole thing around and just end up right back where I was. And it just took forever. It was so slow. But um, I was told probably it was just my experience because it seems to be a lot faster for other people. It must have been just congested that day. But it's nice to see a different transportation. Yeah, it's nice. And uh, I mean, I still don't think that, you know, we stayed at the boardwalk. It's not, it's not easy to, it's not any quicker to go from boardwalk, if you're saying that the boardwalk can go to the Skyliner to get the studios, honestly, it's really still quicker to either take the boat or go take the boat from um, the Swan and Dolphin or walk the studios directly. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's it's great, and and I know you have not experienced uh, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway, and I don't want to say too much about it, but man, it's gonna. I'm not not that it's gonna blow you away, but it's you're gonna love it going with uh, Cosette. 
Yeah, I'm I'm still on two of the rides: the Rise of the Resistance and Mickey's Runaway Railroad. I haven't done that yet. Yeah, I mean both and, are incredible. Yeah. For me to, I was there for the opening for the opening week for Rise of the Resistance, but there was no way I was going to get up at five o'clock in the morning to get on. It was, I was there for a short amount of time, and for me to get up, it would have been, um, I would have been wiped out the whole entire day. So I knew eventually I was going to be back. I was going to give it a try. Yeah, getting up at five is a little bit tough for me. Six o'clock, I can, I could do. I don't like to, but I could do it. Um, yeah, it's just. It would be just much so much more convenient if you could just go on the ride, you know. Yeah. But um, I know that you said you had a trip coming up in uh, uh, sorry in um, July. July. But are, are you still planning to go to Disneyland Paris this year? No, no, no. Um, I did Disneyland Paris that last year. Oh, that was last year. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was you're last doing the cruising, year. Disney Cruise this year. I'm sorry. I'm doing the cruise, Disney Cruise. I'm trying to do something different every year, something new. I mean, I, I'm an annual pass holder, so I go plenty of times just for a quick week, like Thursday to a Monday, to Disneyland, Disney World. I do a lot of um, D23 events, and I, I like to do the tours. I love the parks, but I like the behind the scenes a lot more. But then we're like, okay, let's do Disneyland Paris. So last for uh, last year we did Disneyland Paris, and then this year. I decided to rent out my points and put it towards Disney Cruise. And my favorite time to go to Disney is Christmas. So we're going to in November. And it's two stops at Castaway Cay. And uh, I think it's Bahamas. So everyone says it's great because Castaway Cay is so beautiful. And it's definitely worth going twice. Yes. So I feel like I'm actually getting my money's worth on it. And I think it's a five-day cruise. So I, I do like to stay on the cruise ship, kind of like take one day off and and then one day on uh, on the boat and off the boat. So I'm kind of happy with this cruise. And I hopefully mean, it's still going on. Yeah, Yeah, I, I don't think you'll have a problem. But, uh, I mean, you're going to love going on the cruise. It's just, uh, it's it's relaxing. It's, you know, you get a, a, a touch and taste of Disney, mm-hmm. um, like in the parks and dealing with really how Disney used to be with the cast members. Because the cast members at Disney used to, Disney World used to go above and beyond years ago. And all that changed, you know, over time. Uh, but you get that when you're on the Disney cruise. You're going you're gonna to feel that magic again. And, and there's just so much going on. And there's so much to see. For you, five days is not going to feel like it's enough. And I know you're not really a beach person at all. And it's rare for you to wear shorts. But um, you're going to have to put on those shorts when you're on Castaway Key. Yeah. I've been getting used to the shorts. All right. I used to never wear shorts. Now, I'll t- I'll, during the summer, I'll wear the shorts just because <laughs> I'm going to, going to Disney. And uh, the humidity in florida people ask me all the time are you gonna are you gonna move to florida i can never move to florida the humidity is crazy but yeah i don't mind the beach and uh, i mean i don't go to the beach a lot but i'm definitely looking forward to castaway k and people are always raving about how beautiful it is and and how how the um cast members kind of put you first and it's you know, I've been to other cruises, and everyone says, once you go on this cruise, you're going to want to go over and over and over and over again. And my friend just went on one, and she's going on another one. She's like, I'll never go ahead and cruise. And now she actually just booked another one, and she's supposed to be going in July. I'm not sure that's happening anymore, but um, that's where she was booked to go to, go to July. And people say you you're, get very addicted to them. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see that. I, I, would, I, I, I could do a cruise every single year. Um it's just the cost. It's just when you start dealing with, 
going beyond two people and you're having kids, it just gets so expensive. So it's not, it, I guess food is included and all that, but uh, it's still expensive. Uh, and it's worth it. I really think it's worth it. But uh, uh, I also, I don't know if I could do, I don't know if I could do a cruise and go to the same places every single time. That's like, I'd have to go to a different place to really enjoy a cruise. I like seeing new places and, and doing new things for the most part when it comes to stuff outside of Disney World. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, you went on a cruise last year. Yeah. Okay. And you went to Castaway Cay? Yep. What kind of uh, ex- um, um, excursions did you do? We did the uh, we did the bike thing, but we didn't really get the bikes because we were enjoying the water so much. But we did, re- which I wouldn't recommend doing unless you don't plan on to be in the water much. But mm-hmm. we did re- uh, rent the uh, snorkels and fins and stuff like that. That's something mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend doing is renting those and going around and, and looking at all the things you get to see underwater. You see Mickey, the Nautilus. Um, not so many fish, but you see some more props, which are really fun to see. And I enjoyed seeing the Nautilus that they have buried under there. Oh, nice. Um, we didn't do anything else beyond that. I know you can the stingrays. I think I know that when we were there, they had the stingrays closed because the hurricane was coming in, so you couldn't do that. Um, we did the Castaway Key 5K. We ran that, and that was free. Um, we didn't go to the adult place because we were with our kids and everything. So um, we were kind of limited in what we did, and uh, I mean, we just wanted to really more so relax than anything else. Now the, they have a little kids clubhouse, right? Like a club room, a floor. Yeah, yeah they do. They have um, yeah on the beach they have one, and then uh, with you know some stuff to do. But on the ship, it's you know it's pretty big. It's I don't know what the um, how far it goes, but it's a uh, goes it's a it's a good size room. Can hold a, a lot of a lot of kids in there, and there's a lot to do. They have movies going on. There's activities, coloring. You know, you can do like real coloring. You can do coloring on the computer. There's arts and crafts. There's a whole bunch of things for them to do, and they can get food in there as well. So it's not like they're not going to get bored per se, um, unless I think you know it's, it's one of those things that's going to depend on your child is how well they they like to be with others and they prefer to be with others too because I know that there's some kids who love and meeting new people and just doing arts and crafts all day long um, where my kids had their their nieces and nephews their, their cousins with them um, so they didn't want to spend so much time there okay yeah my kids pretty good with meeting other kids and hopefully she'll enjoy that because you know if you want to go ahead and just have a, um, a private dinner me and my wife it would be nice to go ahead and just drop her off at the the kids playhouse you know what do you want to call it, the club the playhouse or right. clubhouse or whatever and she could play with other kids i'm sure she's gonna want to especially after all of this <laughs> she's yeah. missing she's missing a lot of friends right now oh i'm sure <laughs> i mean the one thing i would recommend if you wanted to do it an adult dinner is you want to do paulo you definitely want to do paulo i guess you could do remy either one um paulo was excellent uh, I had lost my ability to taste at the time, so I really wasn't able to taste any or really enjoy anything. But everybody we were with said it was well, well worth it. I, and I don't remember how much it was, $40 a person, something like that. It's definitely worth spending the money. Now, is that themed after something? Um, it's just, I mean, it just feels like you're on a, an Italian restaurant. Oh, okay. So it's, I, I mean, it's definitely good. And, and it's the... Um, 
the animation the animators palette is really good it's that's a fun experience when they do everything there the um I guess the French Gardens restaurant is really good. Uh, it's just it themes so well. It's you would you would eat there every night if you could. Now Remy, is that based off of Ratatouille? Yes. Okay. Yes. I don't know if they have that meal in there, Ratatouille. I don't. I don't remember. I, I looked at the menu, but I don't remember. Um, but that looked good as well. That's more expensive. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's definitely something I've been wanting to do for years. And just the price was so high, but eventually I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take some points, rent them out, and put it towards the the cruise, and it did help out. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, anything can help when you're doing a Disney cruise. Mm-hmm. So, uh, one of the last things we could talk about here would be, I, I know you're talking about um, how you like to do different things and, and visit different parks and whatnot. You've been to Paris, you've been to Disneyland in, in California. Uh, so I guess the next thing on your to-do list is going to be one of the Asian parks. Which one is kind of your high priority to say? Shanghai. Is it? Oh, no doubt. I Anytime I mention Shanghai to anybody, and I just mention pirates, and they're like, dude, you, you're going to be mind blown. I... I watched a little bit. I try not to watch clips on YouTube. Even like I, I even have I haven't, I haven't even watched Mickey Mouse's um Runway Railroad yet. I want to be surprised. A writer Rise of the Resistance. I watched a little bit of Pirates and I was like, I gotta ride ride that. The technology over there just seems so much more advanced. Even the castle being so huge and there's a light show and the water show around it. Uh, no, no doubt that would definitely want to be my first Asian park to go to. I would love to, to do Shanghai. I'm, not that I'm ever going to do it. It's just because I want to see the, the castle forefront there and, and walk through that whole area. Because mm-hmm. that's just completely fascinating to me. How it's so different from the American parks that it's got to be gorgeous, you know. And it's got to be uh, a sight to see, seeing, you know, this massive castle that in the distance as you're getting closer and, and it, it's going to feel more like a castle because you have the forefront which has got a lot of vegetation trees and all that going on so it's not like you're coming off a of main street and you have a couple of trees and big wide open area this has got a lot more vegetation or not so it's it looks much more impressive yeah i would definitely think that there the flowers must be amazing anytime you hear about like you know um any place in Asia, you know, you come down to like Hong Kong or you, anywhere, even Japan, their fl- their flowers and their their gardens are amazing looking. And even watch, look at some pictures, it would be amazing just to walk, walk around, just to enjoy the view. Yeah, it would. It's and the pirate ride. I've seen the whole. I've done the whole ride video on YouTube just because I knew never I was gonna probably never gonna get there. You know, the flight I don't really want to deal with and mm-hmm. the um, you know the language barrier which could be a little bit hard. It's not like you can just under figure out the language there. It's and, and understand it. It's it's much more harder than going to, you know, Italy or, or France or something like that. Um, because it's not based uh, anywhere with any kind of English letters so um, I'd be much more afraid of that, but if somebody was going to offer it to me for free, would I go? Sure, why not? 
<laughs> now, I wonder if they give some kind of headsets or something to help you translate, or do they actually have some kind of broken English that people could actually help you and you can understand? I think I asked somebody that, and um, they they seem to say that it you could kind of manage it. They do have some people do speak English. The Rise itself, I think they have headsets for. So okay. if you want to, if you can understand, you can put headsets on and it'll translate it for you. But I'll definitely deal with it. I just, uh, I would like to hit all the parks. And I was happy to hit pa Paris. And Paris was a beautiful park. The Disneyland Hotel is just amazing looking. Just to know that you could walk right into the park from Disneyland Hotel. It's like attached. It was so convenient. Yeah, I mean, you can't get any closer to a park than that. Because you are in the park. Pretty much. Yeah, so... Um, that's pretty much all I got, Brian. I want to thank you for coming on this coronavirus episode. I don't think you have for having me. Well, anytime. I don't know if you want to plug yourself or anything like that. You might as well go ahead. Well, you can find me on any social media. It's B Tessaroni. It's T as in Tom, E-S-O-R-O-N-I. I post a lot of Disney stuff. Um, I'm on Twitter once in a while, Instagram, uh, Facebook. You can find me. Throw me a message if you want to talk Disney. Sure. Sounds good. Thanks again, Brian. Um, I'm not going to, as you can see from the episode, there was no news for us this week, but you can check out Steve at Disney Diary. You know, uh, you know, give him uh, a look there and find out in Disney news. There's not much going on, but then you know, when stuff does happen, he will post about it. Uh, I'm not going to have a normal outro, but um, everybody out there in the Tiki land, have a magical day. <laughs>